is Captain America the Winter Soldier one of the single best entries into the entirety of the MCU? Find out all of my thoughts and more right now on a very special movie commentary episode of 15 Minutes of Marvel. There was an idea. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. Like this all day. What are they called again? Annulax batteries. Harvey Larry batteries. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. I control the truth. Mysterio is the truth. Boom. You looking for this? What is up, what is up, and welcome back to a very special episode of 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews, news, and rumors in pretty much 15 minutes. I'm your host, Ethan Simi. Now, if you haven't noticed by now, the runtime of this podcast, substantially longer than the average 15 or 20 minutes. And you might be thinking to yourself, Ethan, what, what are we doing? What are you doing right now? Are you giving us the eight for one special? And I'm going to say, no way, friend. We are diving into a live movie commentary on Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And I am very, very excited. Now, I haven't seen this movie in quite some time. And actually, the last time I did a movie commentary episode of the pod was way back in September of 2021. That is right, September 24th, 2021, the very last movie commentary episode that I ended up doing on this pod up until right now. And you want to know what that movie was? Very fascinating. Spider-Man 2. That was a good time. I, I had a blast with that one. Go check it out if you haven't yet, episode 83, if you want to watch Spider-Man 2 with me, or if you just want to listen to my thoughts on Spider-Man 2 as, as I watch Doc Ock become one of the greatest comic book villain mo movie villains of, of all time, that is a good time. Now, what is so special about this movie commentary episode of the podcast is that it was selected by a Patreon himself. Hajir Shakib has selected Captain America, the Winter Soldier, to be the one movie that he gets to, to listen to me do the movie commentary on. And now that is one of the perks of being a Patreon member of this podcast. If you, if you are new to the show, welcome. And, and here's the deal with the Patreon. Go check it out, patreon.com backslash 15 minutes of Marvel. Just $3 a month gets you into the Happy Hogan tier. Love the name of the tier. Happy Hogan, for three bucks, you get all kinds of exciting things. You get a discount on merch. You get a shout out every single episode. You get to choose the topic of an episode every few months. And you also get to choose one movie for me to do a movie commentary episode for per year. And the time has come. Hajir is cashing it in. He is the first Patreon to be able to do this. And, and I am very, very excited. Now, I'm going to get into it. And here's how it's going to work. I, I have Captain America the Winter Soldier fired up on Disney+. Plus. I am at the 000 mark right now. And when I say go, we are all going to hit play and we're going to watch it together. Now, you don't have to watch it with me if you don't want to. If you just want to listen to me talk about Captain America the Winter Soldier for the next two hours and 18 minutes, that is, is totally good. And, and I suggest that you do that. If I'm helping you, you know, cure some boredom, I am, I'm very blessed to be able to say I can do that. So we're all, going to go, we're all going to do it at the same time, if you want. And we're going to get into the movie and I'm just going to watch the movie. I'm just, I'm just watching Captain America the Winter Soldier. I'm going to talk about it as I go along. I've got some interesting stats, some facts, all kinds of very interesting information about the movie. And, you know, this is this is kind of the movie of, of a bygone Marvel era. And I will get into that as, as we watch the movie. I want to save my thoughts for the film itself. And and I have a I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say. I'm going to I'm going to tell you where this movie currently ranks on my letterbox. I'm going to tell you 
where I think this falls in terms of the the trilogies of this move uh, of the MCU is this one of the best trilogies of the MCU? Uh, I'll give you all my thoughts on on Cap, on Bucky, on what this movie now means after watching uh you know Captain America and the, and the Winter Soldier. So I think uh this is this is very interesting or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Excuse me. So this is very interesting. Um. And and I'm I'm ready to do this. I I'm just fired up. I'm ready to dive into Captain America: The Winter Soldier. And a uh, quick shout out to a good friend of the show, Liam Crowley, for for just being a Winter Soldier guy, just just being a soldier head and uh, and committing to this movie so fervently. So uh, Liam, I see you. This one is uh, is for you as well, buddy. So um, let's dive into this. Let's let's do this thing and let's start Captain America: The Winter Soldier. We're gonna go three, two, one, go is when we're going to go, not three, two, one, uh, not three, two, one, go, stop, go. We're, we're just going on go is when we're going to click it. So, so here we go. Let me, uh, get into full screen mode here. I want to, I want to go full screen on, on my computer, uh, here. I want to get the maximum image that I can. So without any further ado, let's jump into Captain America, the winter soldier in three, two, one, go. All right. Oh, we are doing this, man. It has been a hot minute since uh, since I got into into the booth for a movie commentary episode. Um, so I'm I'm glad to be back. I'm I'm very stoked to be here. <sighs> I love this music to to kick it off. Um, and I have a lot of things to say. You know, I have a lot of things to say. So as we go through this movie, I will I will try my very best to to uh, maintain my thoughts in an orderly fashion and enjoy the movie at the very same time. But really, it's just going to be uh, going to be me being able to ramble for 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 two hours plus, uh, and and doing so in the context of Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, so this is this is really fun. And you know, this shot here, starting out with Sam running and then just fucking just Rogers passing him on his left. Okay, the memeability of this scene is phenomenal. You got to give it credit to that on your left. I love to see it. Uh, but I think what is so it's it's funny, right? It's a, it's a very it's a funny, it's a funny scene, no doubt about it. But also, now that we have seen, don't you, don't you say it. Uh, now that we have seen the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I want to go through some Twitter replies here because a lot of you got at me on Twitter and and had told me how you felt about Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and there's some really, really, really good thoughts. Uh, JRB at JRB uh, underscore direct good friend of the pod has been on the pod as well. Um, watching this movie now with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier in mind makes it so much more fun. You can watch this film as a cap sequel or Falcon's origin story or focus on Buck's dilemma and how it affects the people, the few people he has left. Uh, I, I, I love this scene to digress. I love the scene that they, that they finally meet, which is very exciting. Um, but that is so true. You can view it as so many different things right and this this very scene right here your bed is too soft rock for pillows like a caveman lying in a bed this is directly called upon in in the falcon and the winter soldier we see bucky sleeping on the ground because his bed is too soft i love that that is just really smart writing uh and it is it is really in, impressive um to just call that back in such a such a, a project that is <laughs> has Found its way uh, into our hearts now. Internet, so helpful. And here we go. Again with Marvin Gaye. I love that. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier just pulling all the references. 
And I love this list. Um, we've got Star Wars, Nirvana, Rocky, Rocky Two, The Moon Landing. We've got all of these very U.S. central things. And um, it's very fascinating if you look at some of the international versions of this movie, they are all different to that uh, area of the world, which is so, so smart and really, really cool. Uh, so so I like that. Um, back to JRB's point here about about this being a, a Cap sequel or Falcon's origin story. God damn. Hey, fellas, that is sexy MCU is my favorite MCU. Horny MCU is my favorite MCU. And and look, I'm not drinking anything. I'm just I'm a hundred. I'm a hundo sober right now. But Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow rolling up in this super fancy car, saying, "Hey, fellas, that's pretty sexy." I'm I'm just gonna say that outright, and I and I love I love that. I can't not love that. I love that you can focus on Falcon's origin story. This was the main point of me even getting to this is the fact that when we start, we see the grit and determination from. Sam Wilson, we see him running and running and running, even though Steve Rogers is on your left, on your left, on your left, continuing to go past him and past him and past him. But it shows the fact that he he wants to keep going and it doesn't matter. He knows that he can be as good as he can be, which is, is, is just a great thing as, as well. So as we go through this movie... I mean, uh, we've got time, right? So I'm, I'm not trying to blow through anything here. Uh, we're, we're, we're four minutes in. Jasper Sitwell, I think, is this intro scene here going into the into the ships is pretty sick. Uh, and I, I love that we're starting with a massive action sequence. I think that's obviously kind of set the standard for the MCU now as as to like where we are going. Um, I've got lots of tweets to go through as we go through this uh, as we go through this movie seeing all all kinds of of takes and ideas and really really just good good responses and I appreciate everybody uh coming in and and chiming in and and coming for this and yeah that's why I don't ask <laughs> and he jumps out of the plane too busy love it god cap jumping out of a plane let's freaking go what is more fun than that like i did, i guess there are some moments where I love Endgame. I love Infinity War, don't get me wrong, but there are some moments where it's just like, just give me Cap jumping out of a plane in a really, really badass manner, like diving into the ocean. That's super sick. Like, that's just freaking awesome. It's just really, fun, really, really fun. Um, so let's give, a little, uh, let's give a little background on this movie. Let's, let's talk a little bit about things here as we are seeing all of this take place, as we are um, seeing... All of this new action sequence. Um, let's see here. So this movie came out on April fourth, twenty fourteen. Uh, my bad. I, uh, I I lost my my video there for a second. So now let's get back into it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we're just booking hauling ass around the. Su- <laughs> The fact that he just kicks that guy overboard is insane to me. He just decks him, which is like, that. that's absolutely what Cap should be doing. Dude's got legs of steel, just hauling ass on this boat, just ripping people off, taking them down. And again, like, the Winter Soldier is such a unique perspective on, on the MCU, and, and I will continue to talk about this as the movie goes. I wish the MCU at some moments in time had gone in this direction. I think 
This was this was the first movie that the Russo brothers did, which is incredible. It got them into the MCU. But this is a the only movie we got in this style. This only movie that we got with this Oh man, anytime Cap throws his shield and it bounces off of things and he catches it, let's go. I just love that so much. This is really the only movie that gave us this style of hand-to-hand combat, except for Shang-Chi, until Shang-Chi, right? And <laughs> Rumbler just on the parachute. Um, you know, and and I love the political thriller nature of this movie. So I think that's what it does so well, is that it is a political thriller. It is focused on the the politics of getting Shield up and going and Hydra and all of these different things. It's not focused on Thanos. It's not focused on one single villain. It is focused on on this pretty intense bad organization. And look, I wish Hydra was in the MCU. I, I wish we were still getting Hydra and that's maybe something we get to in the in the future. I just I don't know what, what the future looks like in terms of of Hydra and and going in that direction. This movie released on April 4th, 2014, like I said. It was after Thor the Dark World, which had released on November 8th, 2013. So we're talking about six months after Thor the Dark World, which was incredibly lackluster. It was it was not good for the MCU, it was not good for the box office, um, just just not good all the way around. So it it puts this movie, The Winter Soldier, in quite a predicament and quite a spot. Oh man, that was that was sick. Like, let's just go Black Widow, baby. Like that. Just just being all around awesome. Shooting people through the grates? Yes, let's go. Doesn't put it in a good spot, coming right after Thor The Dark World. Before The Guardians of the Galaxy, August 1st of 2014. So you're talking, jeez, uh, I don't know, April to August is like five months or something like that, I guess. So uh, we're talking about the third entry into Phase 2. Really the last main hero to get a, a sequel uh, at this point in time. Iron Man had already had his trilogy. That was already happening. Thor had already had his sequel in Thor The Dark World. And so Captain America was the was the last person to get a sequel. Uh, and as we all know, now Doctor Strange holds that, holds that mantle, that record of the longest time bef- between debut film and uh and and follow-up film. Uh so I think that is interesting. I think Putting it, it re- really in the middle of Phase 2 is really fascinating because Phase 2 had a lot of hits, uh, 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 excuse me, a lot of misses, uh, and box office-wise and, and you know, fan-wise, there's a, a small cult following for certain ones. But we also got Guardians. Like, we got some very interesting things in that phase. Um, like I said, first movie directed by Anthony Joe Russo. They went on to direct Captain America Civil War. Uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Oh yeah, let's go, Scar Joe. I actually really like this outfit of hers. I-, I don't think I like it more than the Black Widow white outfit. I think that I think like the the white nature is so cool. But I love this full body outfit, and I love the uh, I just love like the holster. She got like the whole thing going for her. Pretty good, pretty good in this movie. But I gotta say, cap suit. Cap's suit in this movie is dynamite. It is so, so clean. It's so nice. It's so versatile. And I got I, I just go back and forth between the helmet. I'm like, man, the helmet's really dope. But then you know in Infinity War, he doesn't have a helmet. I'm like, ah yeah, it's actually pretty cool without a helmet. I think it goes both ways. Shield doesn't negotiate. 
God, I love that. Shield doesn't negotiate. Let's let's all be honest here. Shield is um Shield is its own thing, you know, and that's then that's I again like I wish we got more Shield. Like I know Fury is part of Shield, but like we don't have Coulson in the MCU. I just I just want some spinoffs, man. Just give me a give me a, a Mockingbird spinoff. Give me a give me a Bobby spinoff. Give me all kinds of shield things. Like you could just go so deep down the rabbit hole and you could play into this, into what Captain America and the Winter Soldier is and go down this like political thriller kind of kind of through line understanding how shield interacts with all that, which I'm literally just describing a agents of shield, which is not technically canon. But again, Conversation for another time, even though I have two hours, conversation for another time. We're, we're here, we're watching Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, which, you know, this this fight against Batrock is pretty impressive. And again, Batrock shows up in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I love that we're getting an actual battle. I think that's important. I like the score here. I like the continuous drums. And I like then, then the silence when Batrock lands. I think it does a good, good job conveying that energy. <laughs> Anytime Cap stands up and like kind of shrugs a bit, always good things. Here we go. See, taking off that that helmet, and that solidifies. Cooler without the helmet. The the hair is is a little lackluster. I gotta be honest. This was before Cap really figured out his hair and found a good barber. Um, which, you know, shout out, he found a good barber going into Infinity or he knew, look, if I'm gonna save the galaxy, I need I, I need to have a style and haircut. And that was a fucking awesome move. That he just decks Batrock in the head. Um, super sick. S super, super cool. Uh, and this action, this action sequence is, is long, man. It is pretty awesome. And I, I like that everybody kind of has their own thing, you know, going on, going on in this whole fight. Um, nominated for, for an Oscar, actually. So, you know, you can say Oscar nominated, uh, Oscar nominated, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So shout out uh, that one's for you, Liam. Understanding that this is an Oscar-nominated film, pretty important. I love that. I would be pulling that out at, at just every single stop. It was nominated for Best Achievement in Visual Effects. Now, here is... Oh, that was a sick jump. Breaking through the windows. I like, I like so much that the Russos just really went for it. And they're just like, this is exactly what our movie's going to be. It's going to be a ton of action, and it's going to be whole lot of fun right out of the gate which is exactly how all of their movies end up going for for the mcu and and you know the rumors are who knows maybe they'll come back to the mcu uh, i don't i don't know they've they've seen quite quite great success for the mcu and this pullback to the hydra oh boy the triskelion shield headquarters baby uh i love that if you haven't seen agents of shield go watch um Season four, the Triskelion turns into the Hydra base, and it is is pretty freaking cool. Again, like I said, I love this po political aspect. So let's talk about let's talk about Fury and, and his line right there. I, I didn't lie because he does lie. Fury lies a lot, um, which you know is is kind of a key trope to this movie, right? Like, oh. Last time I trust someone, I lost an eye. And we all know who that went, and uh, it was pretty bummer. I'm be honest with you. He does lie pretty much all throughout this movie. And and Fury is such, uh, like, writing this such interesting line of lying. He can't really trust himself. He can't trust anybody else, obviously. He doesn't know 
where shield stands, how to move it forward, any of these interesting aspects. And I love that it's a, a through line through the entire movie. We learn in the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, that, that he says, you know, I, I did lie, or I didn't lie, which is a lie. Uh, I just want to spend more time in the, in the S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, honestly. <laughs> okay, here's a little interesting tidbit right there. Samuel L. Jackson's real granddad in real life was actually an elevator operator, which uh, is very, very fascinating. So I love that he put this into the movie. I love this, this moment of humanity with fury, right? And he says why, basically why he became the way that he is and gives us a little backstory into him, and I, and I like that a lot. I think that's a very important emotional beat to this movie. Yeah, especially after like this, this big action sequence, right? I love this. God, Chris Evans' jawline just doesn't quit. It doesn't quit. It just never, never stops. Here we go again about trust. It's going to be this reoccurring theme, which I, I really, really like about this movie. And it, it works exceptionally well within the context of a political thriller, right? A political thriller, what is at the, at the core root of what makes it a political thriller or a political drama? Nobody trusts anybody. And, and you can't trust this person. They can't trust you. And it works really, really well for this. And it's not just about forming for a battle. It's about who can we trust? How do we move this operation forward? How do we do what's best? Uh, all of these things that are involving shows, which is, is pretty cool. So it was nominated for an Oscar, Best Achievement in VFX. So let's get let's get back to this for a second. This was going to this this would have been in uh, 2014. Made made the list. It would have been against Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Guardians of the Galaxy, X Men: Days of Future Past, and Interstellar. Now Interstellar won that year admittedly rightfully so rightfully so interstellar is is an incredible film and something that is impossible without visual effects i mean i know this is quite impossible without visual effects i understand that aspect of it as well uh but i i think it losing to interstellar is totally okay i think that, i think that's absolutely fine and i see no qualms with that but to be nominated against guardians of the galaxy as well uh marvel having two Two nominees in the VFX category in the uh the 2014 Oscars, pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, you know they had that going for them back then as well. Which you know they're still getting nominated for things. We got we got Spider Man No Way Home up for best VFX, and you can always count on best VFX going to uh, or, or at least a Marvel property being nominated for for VFX every single year, right? Oh no, can't can't compromise. This is fear. Yeah. I love this. And this is a huge, huge setup for Captain America Civil War, right? Of of understanding where's that line, where's the fear and the freedom, and how does Cap fall on either side of that line and what is best for the people. I love that. Okay, I love, 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 love. Cap on his motorcycle. And then we get a nice fight scene on this bridge later on. So that's a really nice little uh little tidbit, little little thing there. Um so this is fascinating. Right now, this scene, we're about 18 minutes in. We have a very interesting cameo. Now, I've never spotted it before, but I read about it. Here we are in the elevator. There should be a man wearing a Captain America shirt. Yes, right there with a child dressed in a Captain America suit. Now, that man is Joss Whedon himself, the writer and the director of Avengers, Age of Ultron, uh, Justice League, 
and and all of the other things um, that he was doing back then before people find out he, he's just a kind of a bag of shit. So, you know, I don't endorse Joss Whedon here on this pod, uh, but that was him. And I just I just thought, you know, if you're looking for a cool little Easter egg, that's now, you know, that cool little Easter egg. And uh, I love that. And I love this museum. I think this is awesome that this kid sees him and knows and he tells him to be quiet. It's so cool. Like, that's just so calf, which is so... In- and him reminiscing, right? And him him realizing all the good that he has done. Howling Commandos are great. Love the Howling Commandos. They were in Agent Carter, season one. Uh, love, love, love them. They were so much fun. Everybody wearing cap merch. Love to see that. And uh, and here we go with Bucky Barnes. So now we're getting our Bucky Barnes introduction. and And... Not introduction, but we're understanding who they are better, right? And and uh, finding out deeper of their relationship. So I did just watch this wonderful Sebastian Stan film. Now, this is not Marvel-related, uh, but I did watch this fantastic Sebastian Stan movie. Oh, Agent Pe- Peggy Carter, Haley Atwell, let's freaking go. You'll love to see it. She needs to be more things going forward, please. Watch this movie. It's on Hulu. came out uh, uh, last week, actually. It's called Fresh you haven't heard of it i highly recommend it i think you should go check it out it is a a horror a thriller if you will about the horrors of modern dating and you know it sounds kind of lame i think at first and it was just so much fucking better than i ever thought it would be um this scene is really really sad so i'm just trying to talk just trying to talk through the pain just trying to talk through the sadness um here of, of seeing peggy as an old lady and um and cap just not really aging and um uh, yeah so and this again um this all comes back to to avengers day game right and i did a, a wonderful pod uh, doing the the top five captain america moments and that was a blast had a lot of fun and my number one cap moment was old cap um and and his his dance with peggy understanding he did get to live his life and this scene is is a direct direct pull you know um to forward to that and that scene is direct pull backwards through this and uh pegging cat man name a better couple i'll wait i'll wait it's just they're so cute so sad so wonderful anyway this this movie fresh as i continue to talk to talk through my pain here this movie fresh really really fun really good movie sebastian stan is in it which is why i'm, I'm talking about it because we've got sebastian stan in this movie he is crazy good in this movie. He hits like a, this new level that I just have not seen him in. And I, I love it. I, I really, really want to start watching Pam and Tommy. He's also in that show. And I, I haven't got to it yet, but I, but I want to. And I love Sebastian Stan. I think he's great as the Winter Soldier. I think he's great in the MCU. Obviously, we've done so many projects with him. I love seeing him outside the MCU as well. I think he just crushes it in, in tons of roles that he is in. Which is so exciting to see. Oh, Peggy's memory. Don't do this to me, man. We really got to go through this. We really got to hit this super deep emotional beat right off the bat. Oh, man. Which, you know, think about it in terms of the of the, the movie as, a, as a kind of a broad hole, right? So we are sitting here with Cap and Peggy. We are understanding how deep their relationship truly is. And we are understanding... The the trials and tribulations that that Cap is going through, 
dealing with Peggy. And then we get that juxtaposed next to Winter Soldier being his best friend and and coming after him. He just can't win. It just feels like he can't win, but he has to keep on trying. So I think what plays so well, that emotional narrative with the love interest and with the friend turning evil, I think all of that just is so smart. It just plays really, really well. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Shield's getting taken over. What are we doing? What are we doing here? Oh, boy. The World Security Council. Good old WSC. And I believe there's a cameo in this from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll see in a second. I can't remember the person's name. I can't, none of these people that have talked so far, which is just... Oh, Dark Knight, little action there. But I swear there was somebody from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's Algerian. God, the sass from Robert Redford. Let's go. Secretary Pierce, low-key, high-key, mad, underrated villain. When you talk about, like, his smarts. I'm talking on, like, Zemo's status here, where he's like, let's get on the inside. Let's infiltrate. Let's, let's do some crazy shit, you know? And, and you know, good for him that he's just, just pushing people to, to go ham. Good old Yen. I wish he was in this, in this uh, universe more. Uh-oh. Called out. Busted. Ooh, I love those holograms, though. I think, I think those holograms are pretty sick, actually. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Robert Redford for, like, just a brief, a brief go here. Robert Redford, great fucking get for the MCU, truthfully. Like, I think... I, I just don't think people understand how crucial he was in his heydays when when you're talking about in the 70s and the 80s bro it was the Robert Redford show like we were just it was just Robert Redford all the time and it's really really cool that he ended up being in this movie now the reason that he did want to be in this movie is because his grandchildren love comic books love comic book movies oh boy <laughs> Got to get Iron Man to stop by the niece's birthday party. God, just trying to build that trust, you know? His his uh, grandchildren wanted to see him in a comic book film. So I love that. I love that he's like, yeah, look, I want to be in this movie because my grandchildren want uh, want to see me in a, movie, in, a, in a comic book movie. Oh, and this is pretty deep. This is pretty intense, bro. I love that Sam leads this group. I think this is so emotionally weighty and heavy for Sam's character to be leading this. I think it's really, really important for, for us to understand he is strong enough to go through all of these things. And I think this is like, this is the recruitment right here. Pretty intense. <laughs> I'm just going to say every single time I say, yeah, it's pretty intense. I'm just going to be like, yeah, it's a cap quote. You wouldn't get it. Unless you <laughs> unless you watch the movie, Riley, duh. Yeah, see, like Sam's got his own own stuff too, man. It's tough, real tough. Let's talk about where this movie ranks. I want to talk about where this movie ranks on my on my letterbox here because 
Uh, again, look, I've got time, so like, let's just go through the letterbox real quick. I'll give you a little insight, little peeky, little look see at my at my letterbox, uh, if you will, as we go through as we go through this movie. Now, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I think it's underrated on my letterbox. I'm just gonna say that right out of the gate. I think it's underrated. I've got it currently sitting at slot number ten out of twenty-seven. Now you might be saying, Ethan, that is banana stock. Why you got it at ten? It should be in the top five, or should be in the bottom, bottom, you know, bottom, uh, bottom go. But I will say this: Look, I've got Avengers: Infinity War at number one still. Spider-Man: No Way Home at number two. Avengers: Endgame number three. Far From Home at four. A lot of people are going to have beef with Far From Home at four. And I, and you know what I say to that? Suck it and deal with it because uh, I love that movie. And I, and I think it's uh, fantastic. I've got Eternals at five. Spider-Man Homecoming at six. Thor Ragnarok at seven. Black Panther at eight. Civil War at nine. And Captain America the Winter Soldier at ten. To round out the top ten. I, I, I think it's good that it's in the top ten. Now, is this the part of the movie where we get Nick Fury's car thing? Oh my God! What a what a want to see my lease? I love that. <laughs> I love that Samuel L. Jackson's like, yo, let me just be be Samuel L. Jackson instead of Nick Fury. Okay, this scene. Let's talk, let's talk about the scene going on right now. So he's just fucking boxed in with by cop cars. He's just reeling, reeling from this, trying to figure out what's going on. And the score is phenomenal here. It's Got some serious like Dark Knight vibes when you're talking about the intro, the opening, how we're just have a continually, gradually, gradual crescendo, higher and higher and higher and faster and faster. That's some just fire, baby. That's some heavy fire. Oh, that armor integrity is just dropping. It's dropping fast, dropping like a lead balloon. My goodness gracious. He's got to figure out how did look. How does he get out of this one? That's what's so intriguing to me. Is doesn't he go like he goes like underground? He like drills a hole for himself. Swatch just setting up a fucking good lord, unbelievable. Digging into the ground. Oh no! Ah, got his car. Yeah, dude. See, if you haven't seen this movie before, you're like, oh my god, like he's toasted. We're done. Like. He just called Maria Hill, get here on deep shadow operation, and now he's toast because he knows Shield's been compromised. 1%? Yo, Minigun is so effing cool. Oh my god. That was so sick, dude. Yeah, we're back. Wow. I wish I had a car that I could talk to. For this very specific situation, truthfully, like where if I ever just get into a, just an all-out brawl with the cops, I know I can just talk to my car and it'll it'll just do what I what I say it can do, what I want it to do. Oh man, I love the fact that it's self-driving too. That's pretty sick. This whole scene is just super super cool, and we're still going right. Like it's not like ah he escaped, he's good to go, he moved on. Now nah, we're we're still cooking here, and the cops are still coming off him. Oh man, can't. <laughs> and that's a great, that's a great funny moment. Like, whether you hate it or love it, these little funny, funny moments in the MCU, I think, are key. I, I think, to an extent, they've, to an extent, they've conditioned people to think 
all things in the MCU should be funny. Um, but you know what? I, I think I think in this case it's it's needed. It right, it keeps you engaged, it keeps you focused with a little chuckle, and then you say, Okay, wait, I'm back in the action, I'm back in the drama. Lets you be able to to keep on that line. So this is what's so crazy. Doesn't he doesn't something crazy goes down right now. And I'm yawning because I because I'm recording this late, fam. So I just gotta be honest with you right now. Like that look, I just let a little little yawn slip and you know, that's the fun thing about these movie commentary episodes. You just get me babbling for two hours, you get me rambling, rambling Randy over here, and and I, I can say some pretty weird stuff. I can get pretty authentic. You you're probably gonna learn a lot about me and you know. Whenever, dude, he just drills that guy. Whenever someone goes back and is like, I need to listen to all the podcasts that Ethan has done to to know whether or not I can hire him for a job. You know, it's these movie commentary episodes that'll probably um, give them a hard no. And they'll probably just pass on me because they're like, no way I'm going to listen to him talk about Captain America, the Winter Soldier for two hours plus. It just just can't happen. Uh, these cars are just beat to hell. That's not, like number one thing. So we are. Let's look about this. 31 minutes and ooh, he's oh man. That window's gonzo. He's just getting saved right now. Yeesh. Nick Fury knows how to hold his own. Like I, I know he was in, he was on the field. I know that he was, you know, he did that back in the day. So of course he knows how to hold his own, but my dude can still hook a hook a Louie. Oh boy, here's the intersection. That was sick. Oh, that was sick. Moving moving truck just decks two cars. Yeah, this is sick. Dude can't see Jack out of his... What a fucking introduction for the Winter Soldier. Let's stop and talk about this. We are so concerned about Nick Fury. We are so concerned about him getting off the grid. We think he's going to make it. And that focal length change to understand that Fury goes from looking at his windshield and thinking, oh my God, I can't see anything, to what the fuck is in front of me. It is a man dressed all in black who just just fires a bomb under his car and just lets him go off is insane. A needle drop with no music. I mean, that's essentially what, what this is right now. We've got some kind of crazy tool that he's going to like just burn his way through the core of the earth and get the hell out of Dodge. But what an introduction for the Winter Soldier. I hate that black mask, though. I gotta be honest with you. I can't. I can't. The Bucky black mask is, like, just not for me. Um, but, you know, the raw strength of his arm right out of the gate. Pretty pretty cool. Um, so it's number 10 on my letterbox rating. And I'll just keep coming back to this when we have, when we have a dull moment, when I don't have anything else to uh, to talk about. I've got, you know, I've got a good list of notes here. So we've got... Some things to, to continue talking about. Okay, here we go. We got a little Agent Agent 18, I think we, we've got here. Uh, you know, just... Ooh. She uses bounce. Uh, dryer sheets, which is smart. I like that. Makes her, makes her clothes smell good. I'm not sure of it. I use bounce. Dryer sheets. So, um, you know, the more you know, I guess I'm that step closer to being a shield agent. Um, and, you know, the more you know, if you're, if you're interested and you ever thought to yourself, Ethan, what kind of dryer sheets do you use? I use the same dryer sheets as as this agent right here. Um, it's lovely agent. And um, so look, I, I feel like I'm pretty close to shield right now. This scene coming up, cool for a couple reasons. We got a couple couple of throwbacks. So we've got this 1940s music playing, which is the same song that 
that uh, Steve and Peggy end up dancing to in the end of Endgame when they're able to to um, have their dance. And I love the fact that he's already apprehensive. Already curious about what's going on in this song. God, this song. Uh, and right here, so we can see on the bookshelf, we've got a, an issue of All the President's Men. Now, that is a copy of that book, All the President's Men. Robert Redford, producer and co-star of that film with Dustin Hoffman. So another little Easter egg there for you. A little little Robert Redford uh, candy nibble, if you will. A little, little candy piece. I love this song. I, I know I already said it, but God, I'm going to just go listen to it over and over and over again. God, I couldn't imagine if I heard this on vinyl. Uh, so I think Fury, like, ears everywhere. says, like, eyes everywhere or something. I like this, though. Um, again, we're just, like, diving deeper and deeper into the po the political thriller role. And then he holds this up. I'm going to go turn those lights off. Mm -mm. No lights, baby. We're diving deeper into the uh, political thriller nature of this, which is really pretty cool. I think it works really, really well. Again, for this movie. Um, so I've got it at 10 on my letterbox rating. And... It's most likely because I haven't seen it in a while, but again, I like Civil War more as a as a whole movie because it's got the the juxtaposition of Team Cap, Team Iron Man. What are you choosing essentially, right? Love Black Panther. I think. Oh my God, Fury just goes down. Oh man, is this where we get our hallway side fight scene? I think this is where we start going in the hallway the hallway fight scene here with with Bucky. I could be very wrong. Could not know it all, but yeesh. Take the drive, baby. Don't trust anyone. Wow. Yeah, we're getting something. Okay. Agent 13. Oh, I said Agent 18. God, I'm an idiot. You're like, God, you don't even know anything about MCU. I don't. I don't. I've been busted. I'm just a, I'm just a fraud. God, Fox, Fox trot down. Oh, yeah. Okay. Epic, epic soundtrack drop right there. Like, just going into some awesome score. I think the score is really unique to this movie because it's not very uh, grandiose. It's not very ethereal. It's not very in line with other MCU movies. It's really kind of, like... Um, abrupt and edgy and electric like it's just different and and i love it so much this is fucking sick and he catches it oh and he catches the shield and he throws it back oh bro oh god that's so cool man huge fan of the bucky eye makeup i will say that so i don't like that that nose piece that he had initially but i love the kind of the bruce wayne you know the batman robert Pattinson eye makeup that we've kind of kind of gotten now Love that for, for Bucky. Black Panther, you've got Ryan Coogler. It's got some of the coolest, dopest shots in the MCU. Um, Thor Ragnarok is, is Thor Ragnarok. And look, I could go through these each one by one, but I won't. But I feel pretty good. Captain America coming in at number 10 on my, on my letterbox. And here's the thing. Um, got a couple letterbox, uh, letterbox peeps going out in the comics. Hazir Shaqib himself at Marvelous Glory Zero. Uh, again. 
Ajir, thanks for, for nominating this film to be a, a commentary episode. I haven't done a commentary in six months, so very fun. Something different, you know, mix it back up. We've got Captain America the Winter Soldier, number four, for my boy Hajir, number four, number four. And, um, you know, it looks like we're, we're, we're pretty, pretty similar here. He's, uh, he's got No Way Home. We got Infinity War. We got Civil War, Ragnarok, Far From Home, all within the top 10. I love to see that so much. Um, I think that's all that I got for, for Letterboxd here, but I did, I did hear from some other people. So Richard Nebins, uh, at R. Nebins, good friend of the show. I love talking to Richard. I think he was one of my first guests ever on this pod, if not the very first guest, nearly uh, nearly, uh, over a year ago now. He says, objectively speaking, and taking away the superhero or Marvel aspects of its place in the MCU, this is the single best movie Marvel Studios has ever made. Um, Now look, I can't argue with that. I think if you do take away the superhero, if you do take away the Marvel aspect of things, uh, shit, Fury just died, which is a con, but he still died. Pretty intense, honestly. But pretty smart from Fury. If you got the whole hospital in on this, and you got like people watching, and and he's like, "Yeah, sorry, no, I didn't really die. I had to do it for your protection." That's that's pretty pretty badass. Maybe I can fake my death one day. That would be next level. If you fake your death, listen. If you fake your death, you are in deep. I gotta be honest with you. I hope none of none of you listening have ever faked your death. Because if you have, get out of whatever situation you are in right now. Because you are deep in with the wrong shit. You're with the wrong crowd. It's no good. If you have to fake your death, it's just no good. Anyway, back to what Richard was saying about taking out the superhero, taking out the marvel of this this business. Um, I think he's right. I think when you look at this movie really broken down, if you take out the superhero element out of any other movie, any other movie in the MCU. God, it's tough. I mean, they are so superhero focused. Everything is about the hero aspect. Um, this is really just a story about Cap. It's not really a story about Cap being a hero. It's just a story about Cap, and um, which makes it so good. What makes it so relatable? And that's because I'm. Wow, Rumlow, calm the f down, my bro. Back up. Yeah, terrible liar. We've got. Hajir also said it was the peak of Cap Trilogy. Uh, so here's the thing. Let's let's talk about some trilogies in the MCU here because I'm going to pull up the Wikipedia page and uh, we're going to look up the list of MCU films. And yeah, that's right. I call them films because they are that. They are films indeed. Uh, movies, films, whatever you want to call them. You can, you can call them whatever you want to call them. So putting that flash drive on... Uh, behind the hubba bubba, the old hubba bubba, covering it up, biggest pieces of goddamn gum you're ever going to get, which is crazy. Uh, hubba bubba is wild stuff. So, like I said, by the time that this had come out, Iron Man had his trilogy. Now, Thor has a trilogy. Spider-Man has a trilogy. Um, and we've got our trilogy for Ant-Man coming out in, a, in, a, in just a couple of years here. So, really... The trilogies that we have had up until right now, as of recording, up until right now, we have had Iron Man, we have had Thor, and we have had Captain America, and we have had Spider-Man. So we've had four trilogies. And I don't think I'm missing anything by looking at this. Um, So out of those four trilogies, Iron Man, Cap, 
Iron Man, Cap. I was just trying to listen to the movie. Iron Man, Cap, uh, Thor, and Spider-Man. Where does Captain America trilogy rank for me? Um, Look, Thor is in a tough spot. I don't really give a shit about the two, first two movies at all, but I think the third one is fantastic. Spider-Man definitely has the best trilogy out of the MCU. The entire thing is an origin story, and it's incredible. I think Cap comes in second, for sure. If Spider-Man Homecoming was not as good as it was, then I think Cap has a shot. I know Spider-Man No Way Home is so unique and so integral to that trilogy, but I think Homecoming kind of seals that trilogy. Even though it's the first, I think it kind of seals that trilogy. So I think that you've got Spider-Man being the top trilogy. You've got Captain America being number two. You've got Iron Man number three and Thor number four. Um, I like, I, I mean, Iron Man number one, I like. Iron Man 2, I, I like as well. And Iron Man 3, look, I have no qualms. Uh, classic Shane Black, let's go Christmas time kind of a thing. Um, you know, and he does his thing, and, and that's pretty rad. Of course, we have an Avengers trilogy as well. I kind of wasn't really counting that because we have four Avengers movies, really. And who's to know? We'll have an Avengers movie in, in the future. Um, so, yeah. Very interesting. So this entire scene in the movie right now is so perfect for this movie because it's essentially Robert Redford trying to cover for Hydra while covering for Shields, but really covering for Hydra. Like, he's trying to get in deep. My dude's trying to get in real, 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 real deep. And I gotta give him kudos. Pretty impressive. And I think he's a perfect actor for this kind of role. He's kind of like tough nuts kind of a guy, but also, you know, has a nice face. He's got a nice face, you know. Um, let's uh, let's go through, through some more some more Twitter here, some more tweeter, if you will. Um, JP's World at JP's World Pod. I love the seriousness they put out there. It's a dark movie revealing secrets and bringing down the idea of safety and controlling. And security, Fury thought that he was building. Yeah, it's a hard agree on that tweet, honestly. Um, and I think kind of crumbling this idea of of safety and crumbling this idea of like, you can trust S.H.I.E.L.D. You can believe everything you see. Heroes are always believable. The good guys are always the right ones. I think this was a really smart, mature step for this movie to take. Which, you know, it comes out in phase two. It is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth MCU film, and we're now sending it twenty-seven. So pretty early, top, you know, early third there, and for them to go this kind of route is a good call. I I like that a lot, and God, we just haven't really gotten a movie like this. Yeesh. I wouldn't want him. I wouldn't want him standing for me. Anyone? Yeah, bro. Like you're really gonna fucking take on Cap? Get out of here. Cap can handle. He can do this all day. Redford, get it together. Let's go, elevator, baby. Elevator, elevator. This is going to be sick. I love that. I mean, that's all CG. I get it. But, like, that shot of him walking into the elevator from the outside is pretty sick. Uh, but, yeah, back to what JP said. I love that this movie is dark. I love that it's so serious. And I love that it is a moral story it is not a hero story it is it is just about cap being cap and 
yeah, he fights. He's got some fucking awesome hand-to-hand combat like we're about to see right here. But it's just a question of, of morality. It's just a question of character, really, which is pretty sick. Let's get let's 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 all mentally prepare for this scene right here. So we are 46 minutes in to this movie. We got 90 minutes to go. And we get this all-time great camp sequence. Um one of the best hand-to-hand combat scenes in the entirety of the MCU and we got it 7 years ago. It's sorry, 8 years ago. We got it 8 years ago. It's crazy to think about. And I love that he's on the scent already. Um, which is so cool. He's just like scoping the elevator. What makes this scene so intriguing as well is that it is set in such close quarters. It's, oh, he's just checking out. We got some sweat. We got a little nervous Nellies on the elevator. More, just some more Hulkers coming through. Dang. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit. Okay, we're going to do this right here on the elevator. Is where we're going. That's what we're doing. Giddy up. And I love that he's just so chill about it. He's so calm. <laughs> Before we get started. Anyone who got it out? Yeah. Just so epic. What makes this fight scene so in- incredible is that it is in such close quarters. So I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be enthralled. I'm just going to be enamored by this scene. The fact that the briefcase handles turned into magnetic handcuffs. That's insane. That's just top-notch technology, really. Oh, really, only Cap could get out of this situation. Oh, the hand is gone. He's like the only one that would be strong enough, right? Romlo, dude, no. Oh, man, they're all against him now. Got the full turn, the full twist of shield. Bro is flexing. Yo, he's trying his hardest, which I, I commend. Whoa, big guy. Okay. I am not I'm not enamored with that line of dialogue. And here's why, because it kind of feels personal. Epic shot right there. Flips up the shield. So sick. Just decimated all these dudes. And then he just fucking jumps out of the elevator. Dude, elevator just goes down. Oh my gosh. And then he goes out, right? I wish he I wish he said it wasn't personal. And then he hits. Like I know he's trying to get the head up. And like trying to go quick, but nah, not for me. That's such a sick drop. Oh man, that's so cool. Dude, Cap's got to do whatever's necessary, man. Proof. Just takes off. Nah, we ain't kidding. Say well. Here we go, a little bridge action on the motorcycle. Woo, baby, this looks good. See, again, like the helmet. I think it works here. I think it looks nice. Just going up against the jet, bro, a Quinjet. Come on, Rogers. Just bobbing and weaving through bullets here. 
Oh my god, that whole sequence is fucking awesome. Hucks the shield at the at the engine, jumps on it to get it. And the score here is phenomenal. The feeling of power, the feeling of hope. Oh my god, and the superhero landing? Bro, this sequence of scenes alone should like feel like I should rate it much higher in my letterbox because of that. That was pretty tight. Honestly, that was that was pretty sick. Yeah, that was pretty sick. That was pretty sick. Uh, what do we got here? Let's see. Uh, at Movies Work, uh, the Movies After Work pod, between this and Guardians, it showed that the trouble wasn't the genre, but how the studio was structured. If not for these films, the MCU would have likely petered out instead of thriving under Feige. Um, look, I think that's right. I think that's right in part. Uh, I think I'll, I'll give you partial credit for this one. I do think that something like this um, was pretty crucial to the the structural of Marvel Studios. I think after Thor The Dark World, things could have gone really south, as we all know. Them getting back into this and, again, telling a person's story, not a superhero story, is was the most important and smartest decision that they could have made with this movie. Um, and I think Guardians ended up solidifying that and saying, look, we can tell different stories. We don't have to tell an Iron Man or a Cap or an Avengers story. Like, we can move on to other other big things. And besides the Incredible Hulk, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was like our first new introduction past our big three in our Avengers. Um, oh, Nat's on the trail. Nat's on the trail. <laughs> Definitely didn't know. Uh oh. Oh, he's this baby. Okay, let's talk about his name, the Winter Soldier, because um because uh fan of the pod, Jordan Tanner at mighty underscore Jor on Twitter. My favorite part of this movie is the concept of the Winter Soldier. In 1776, Thomas Paine wrote about summer soldiers and sunshine patriots who were willing to fight as long as it was warm and carefree but went home when winter came. The Winter Soldier is always ready to comply. Incredible. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't really know. I don't know if that's a direct reference. Um, I don't know if that's the reasoning for you know the Winter Soldier title or anything to that effect. But that is phenomenal because it's true. Bucky's always ready no matter what. No matter the weather, obviously, but no matter what the mission is and no matter what he's going to be doing. And I love that idea of him being the winter soldier and, and just being that soldier, soldier that's always ready to go. Uh, okay, we've got our, our, our council here again, and I swear there's somebody from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I swear to God. Let's find out. Yeah, we call for a resignation guy. Um, I guess not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of another MCU movie where one of the people on a panel was from Agents of Shield, and it was pretty, uh, pretty important. But um, yeah. So I guess so I guess not. Um, Jordan Tanner also says that uh, I don't rank this movie as high as most people seem to. However, it has some amazing sequences like Nick Fury's car chase and Bucky's attack on the freeway. I'm glad this movie got the Russos into the MCU. It was certainly one of the best MCU movies of its time. Um, yeah, look, I still think it holds up really, really well. 
really great that I uh, got the Russos into into the MCU. Um, God, Chris Evans with glasses. Let's not let's not let's not ever do that again. And and there's probably a reason he never did that again is because it just doesn't you know, does not look very good at all. Um, but you know, I guess if you need glasses to to hide yourself, so be it. And I love how they just become a team so quickly. I think that's a major con of this is like they go from, you know, they go, I guess they were a team, right? I guess they're a team. They go from like pretty, a lot of animosity towards each other, I guess, and like trying to beat each other to like, yes, you know, we got to team up, which we, you know, which I get that. Uh, Corellia Christina says, never forget the debut of new master 69. I believe that's coming up right about now. There's our boy. Wow, I timed that incredibly. I'm right. We're getting married. <laughs> New Jersey? Oh. <laughs> I wish. Specimen. <laughs> yeah, it's a great introduction. That's hilarious. That whole scene is super, super funny. Um, I wish. Specimen. <laughs> Like he ain't wrong, bro. Chris Evans is the guy. He's a he's a specimen, that's for sure. Oh boy, Campbell High, make our way to the camp. I like this thriller suspense too. Like we're just getting another scene right here. <laughs> I love that she knows so much about it. Romanoff knows so much about how to like how to be hidden in public. I think it's awesome. I know that's her, her role. God, Rumlow, I just wouldn't want to mess with this guy either. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they absolutely do. And People don't look, and people go the other way. Very smart. And Rumlow's like, man, I wish I could get it like that. And then he's like, nah, I can't. And then he goes home at the end of the day and he's like, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm nobody compared to Cap. Um, yeah, great. New Master 69, love to see him in play. Um, at Elliot Comic Art on Twitter. It's my hands down favorite solo MCU movie. Opening boat scene, Nick Fury car chase scene, the elevator turning shield upside down. I can do this all day. Look, Elliot. That's you just came out with facts, my dude. You just were coming out hard with with all very very good things, and you're not wrong on any front. I gotta be honest with you. I love that it's your highest rated MCU um, solo MCU movie. Um, I think for me, if we're talking favorite solo MCU movie, you know, obviously according to my letterbox, um, gotta go with a Spider Man film. But look, Black Panther is kind of like the the true origin of Black Panther. Um, and I know this isn't an origin for Cap, but I think Black Panther needs to be needs to be rated pretty well. That's a movie I need to rewatch as well. I need to I need to go back on, on, on the old BP and I need to figure out um I need to figure out where, where it falls on my list. Because you know I've seen all of my top tens all of my top tens except Black Panther I've seen in the last six months. Um and so you know I think it's important. You gotta you gotta stay up to date. You gotta keep keep we're rewatching and watching, and you know I love him. I love the MCU. So so there's that. Um, 
So let's keep going through a couple a couple Twitter things here. Um we've got more things to say. At Cheap Seat Reviews, um, great guys was on their pod to talk about Blade. Uh, that was a really, really, really fun time. It's my fav- favorite cat movie. It's a great spy thriller. That's just a fucking true tweet. There's just no, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Um, you know, I love to see a simple tweet, and a simple tweet that is, and just makes me happy. Favorite cat movie. It's a great spy thriller. It really is. And again, like, I, I just I wish the MCU started going down, going down this path, you know, a little bit. Uh, Man, okay, we get those flashbacks. This is going to make me sad. Make me a little sad. Come on, Rogers, move it. Oh, man, little baby Rogers. I love baby Rogers. Love me some baby Rogers. I'm going to say right now, I think I mentioned on the pod before, like, Captain America, the first Avenger, crazy underrated movie. Um, I think it's really, really important into into the MCU as a whole. And really important in understanding uh, Cap, obviously, obviously. Um, okay, we've got a couple more. We've got a, a couple more things here. At Violet Ganache forty two. Uh, what is up, Violet Ganache? I know back when I did um some some live streams on Twitch, you would chime in and, and join the chat, and uh, and I miss those days. And those that was fun. So maybe um maybe sometime in the future we get get back to some MCU live streams here once we get some more content pouring out. Um says although the avengers is the first mcu movie i saw this movie is what officially got me into it easily the best one from captain america's trilogy and one of the best phase two and mcu films uh Corelli, christina and i even rewatched it to prepare ourselves for the falcon and the Winter soldier and it was fun i love hearing that you all watched together that was wonderful i think i mean let's talk about it look oh a little little howie stark little peggy don't who's the girl nat Come on. Love to see Tommy Lee Jones, by the way. It's just a clutch play. Tommy Lee Jones in the portrait. Um, I love that you all watched it together. I think that's really, really fun. I think, you know, the MCU brings people together. Makes them lets them lets them have a, a common bond and, and do something um together and enjoy it. Um and I'm glad like this is the movie that officially got you into the MCU. It's, it's pretty rad, I think. So the first MCU movie that I actually saw in theaters was Captain America Civil War. So that was that came out in 2016. I was a couple I was a couple years late and that was the first movie of phase three and I was just fucking a bad idea. Like don't like why would you go see Captain America Civil War as the first MCU movie? I have no knowledge of Cap, no knowledge of Iron Man, I have no clue what's going on about anybody, truthfully. And I remember going to see it with my friend thinking like, yeah, yeah, that was pretty fun. A lot of cool like hero action. And uh, that was the takeaway. And now I watch Civil War and I'm like, oh my God, there's so much. It's so deep. It's like an onion. I think Civil War is, do I want to say that? Do I want to say that Civil War is the best of the Cap trilogy? I think Civil War is my personal favorite of the Cap trilogy. I think that the Winter Soldier is the hands down best, but I think Civil War is my personal favorite. Civil War has lots of lofty goals that it's trying to accomplish, and it makes the storyline quite more convoluted than than this spy thriller would. And and I think it's one of the things that's so great about this movie. It's a simplistic plotline of just fucking spy espionage, right? Like, what? How could you get more classic than that? And that everybody likes that. Everybody likes a little spy espionage. Um. All right. I think we got last one here. 
at indigo underscore 15 brandon moore on twitter what is up brandon glad to have you in the chat um in my opinion the best film in the mcu it feels more like a political thriller than your standard superhero movie and feels more grounded and grittier than any other mcu film strong writing a strong antagonist and the best hand-to-hand combat in the mcu until shang chi all very hard facts um i love this scene coming up by the way about zola uh, in the computer, I think is is really cool. Natalia, ooh, see our first time getting Romanov's uh, middle name, Italiano Italianova. Dude, this is creepy. Like him being alive inside the computer is pretty creepy. Honestly, pretty creepy. Um, Brandon, I I love the tweet, and I totally agree. I think it does feel more grounded. It feels grittier. It feels more um, ground level than anything else. And I think that hand-to-hand combat is entirely important to this movie. If it did not have the level of hand-to-hand combat that it does, I don't think it holds up as well. I just don't. I think the political thriller, um, you know, political spy thrillerness of it works really, really well. But without that, you know, just, just dirty hand-to-hand combat, grounded stuff. I don't think it works quite as well. And RIP to the political thriller era of uh, of the MCU, truthfully, because it was a good time. We lived in a good time when, when we had political thrillers in the MCU about eight years ago. And, uh, you know, we're in a different time now. We're, we're, we've got Spider-Man Far From Home. We've got, uh, or sorry, we've got Spider-Man Far From Home was a little bit ago. That, that, I just read that. We've got Spider-Man No Way Home. We've got Eternals. We've got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming. Just people on people on people, team-ups and team-ups and CGI, and we're just in a different time. We're just in a different time now. Talking about CGI. Now, the Russos are on... I love this scene, by the way. Like, this history of Zola, the history of Hydra... And the way that we are shown the video, I think is really, really cool. Hydra. Bro, fuck Hydra. Boo. Little, little Bucky. Oh, man. And this just gives me big flashbacks to the Black Widow opening when we get all of these, like, current events and newspaper clippings and like all of these really interesting things that the red room has really all been a part of right it's it's really in line with this like oh hydra's really been involved in all of this and so hydra's controlling all these guns and just everybody's ass it's just toast everybody's stuff toast little matrix zola he just pops up on the other screen clutch um, the Russos were really the first directors to shy away from VFX and towards more practical sets. Obviously, this movie nominated for a fucking Oscar for VFX, so I get it. But I think they instilled a very important thing in this movie is that a lot of a lot of practical sets, like a lot of um things that you can touch. And and you know, on this topic, Stalling Captain. That's an all-time iconic line. I'm afraid I've been stalling, Captain. That's all-time iconic. They're gonna, they're gonna survive. 
Ah, oh man. That's quite the explosion. Oh man. If it wasn't for that vibranium shield, man, just toasted. Truthfully. Going back to the practical versus VFX though, like I think we're I, I hope we're in a new era here. And I and I I know this is slightly off topic, but it's not because it's on topic. And I I hope I hope that we're in kind of a new era here when it comes to practical versus VFX. Now, Dune last year really really kind of started this and said Denis Villeneuve said, look. We're making Dune, and, and it's set on Arrakis, and, and, and it is sci-fi, it is not of this world, but we're using practical sets. We are filming in Jordan, we are filming in, in very real places with minimal green screens and blue screens and minimal VFX behind us, um, and, and we're using practical things. Now, the Batman just came out. Matt Reeves, big practical die, that, that entire car chase, very practical. Um, the, the fight scene where we see Batman lit up with all of the gunshots, practical. Um, I, I hope, I hope the future of superhero movies is, is more practical than VFX. I know Multiverse of Madness cannot be that way. I know the Batman is grounded. It's grittier. It's, it's more grungy. It can afford to be, uh, it can afford to be that, but I hope that eventually the MCU starts to go, starts to go back in that direction. Um, if the Winter Soldier was ever in my head. While I was just walking downstairs to get a glass of fucking milk, which nobody does. Oh, Renetta. Renata. Get the, just get out of there, Renata. Why did you have to come back? Why did you have to forget? Brutal. Want some milk? God, what? <laughs> Why is that so funny? Want some milk? I don't want some milk, bro. He's a winter soldier. Does the Winter Soldier drink milk? That's what I want to know. Does he need milk to keep his bones healthy as we've been uh, conditioned and trained from the, from the milk industry and the farm industry? Um, that milk is the only way to go. Does he need milk? I would vote no. I don't think... Fuck, I don't think this version... Oh. God damn it, Renata. You're fucked. You're dead. Over oh, now. I wish you would have made Pop, let me just fucking kill you? Bro. Okay, here's my qualm with that storyline. Nobody questions where Renata is. Renata has no family that says, like, oh, look, she didn't come home from her job at, at Robert Redford's house. Um, That's very sus to me. That's just, like, that would be... That would be the outlier here. That would be the one where it's like, yeah, no, he's... But look, I guess if you can take over S.H.I.E.L.D. from the inside, you can cover up one little measly murder. A measly murder, I guess, is what we're calling it now. Um, But, yeah. I think I think the Batman coming out, and, and y'all know, I'm very, very high on the Batman. I love the Batman. Um, And I won't steer this conversation towards that, but I think it's important while I have, while I have the platform, while I have the time, as we're about halfway through this movie, while I have the time, um, I think the Batman poses an interesting, an interesting question for the MCU going forward, right? The MCU relies on interconnectivity, and I think that's very fun. That is one of the reasons I do like the MCU. I think that that is very important because we've never had a cinematic universe like this. We've never had crossovers and alternate universes, and, and we just didn't 
know any of this uh, could could be done or could exist. And and so I think that's what's so fun. But on the flip side, what the Batman gives us is it takes our 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 vanilla or even our chocolate chip ice cream, really, if if you if you want, because we've got political spy thrillers, we've got kung fu movies, we've got you know here and there some some spices of flavor, maybe a little cookie dough. Um, what it does. The Batman basically says, look, let me take that. Let me add some sprinkles, some chocolate syrup, maybe a little cream, a little cherry on top. You've got yourself a sundae. And look, sundaes are pretty delicious. But when those ingredients are mixed, they're mixed. And, and, and you can't have that vanilla base anymore because they are all mixed together. The MCU has that vanilla base and is giving us a universe all reliant on that vanilla base, which is good and bad. Now, the Batman gives us something very different, very dark, grimy, grungy, very fun, very detective, very different than anything in the MCU. It's not hurling out one-liners or jokes. It's not reliant on, on one big bad. Any of this kind of information or any of this kind of like, you know, storylines, tropes, themes, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I think that is an interesting quandary that the MCU finds itself in the future. Will people continue to enjoy this vanilla base um, with some spices of flavor universe? Or are they going to be more drawn to things like the Batman that are totally different, that are totally dark, that are totally um, just just out of left field when it comes to the MCU? I think that's a, an interesting, interesting topic and maybe a topic for, for a, a regular length podcast in the future. Possible. I think uh, that that could be could be something fun to talk about. Um, and, you know, I think I think the future of comic book movies is, is interesting in, in general. Um, okay, we're recruiting Sam. I love this, that we're recruiting Sam. Sam, I got to. One of the coolest things about Sam is that he's always been a fan of Captain America. Now that he is going to be in Captain America 4, now that he is going to be Captain America himself, I think that's so fun. I think that's so awesome that like the fan, you know, gets to do what he wants to do, which is really cool. Okay. This is a great spot. This is a great part. Love this. Uh, on the phone is pretty iconic. This Senator is just a piece of shit. Honestly, kind of hot, <laughs> real hot, you know, God, what is just, just a fucking sus bag. Dude, this guy's face is just all sorts of effed up, man. Elytra. <laughs> oh. God. Right there. Yeah, just his knee. <laughs> I think you should get it checked. That whole scene is really funny to me. Boy, here comes Pierce. Big P-Dog. If I ever get to a level in my life where I'm like, bring the car around. I've made it, or I'm in deep with the wrong people. Anything's possible. I love crab cakes. Love crab cakes. Look, but look, I won't get crab cakes unless I'm at a pretty good restaurant. Red Lobster, I might get crab cakes. Local seafood house, definitely getting crab cakes. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, fast food? God, is there a fast food restaurant that, that offers crab cakes? I, I doubt it. There can't be. Frozen crab cakes? No. I won't do it. I won't test it. Although I do have an air fryer now, so I, I'm, I'm curious. I, I might do that. Oh, boy, that red dog. 
<laughs> I love that. That's the thriller. That's the poly thriller going on right now. And he just, just takes him to task. Hangs him over the side. Bah! He's like, there's a million people that are going to die. What's Natasha looking at? Yeah, there we go. Lillian. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> Dude, okay. All-time goaded outfit for the Falcon right there. Him in his green t-shirt and his fucking boot-cut jeans, tennis shoes, rocking his XO7 wings. That's <laughs> just goaded. Wearing his watch. That's pretty good. Bruce Banner, Stephen Strange. Okay. See, I love this. We get a little Stephen Strange action. Now, Captain America the Winter Soldier came out in 2014. We were not introduced into Doctor Strange until November 4th of 2016. That's two and a half years later. They know what they were doing, baby. Marvel Studios knows what's going down. Oh, man. Yeah, everybody's toast. Your damn SAT scores. Determines if they're worth living. Yeah. Just. Duh. Kills ya. Duh. That's a lot of people. A few million at a time. Yeah, that's that's a lot of people. The working title for this movie was Freezer Burn. Fascinating. Uh I don't know what that means. Uh Freezer Burn, I don't I don't know how it would relate to this movie. Um but, you know. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Sitwell's dead for sure after that, right? Okay. So this bridge scene is pretty stinking cool. And we finally get the reveal of, like, oh, my God, it's Bucky. And woo, his Winter Soldier arm is just looking clutch with that red star is pretty cool. Hate the goggles. Can't do the black mask. All these cars are just driving. They're just... They're just like, yeah, let's keep driving. I'm just going to keep going. I'm, I know there's this just assassin in the middle of the road. This is Merc. But nah, I'm just going to keep driving on the freeway. I got to get to work real quick, you know? Get the gun! Um, yeah, we're done. Bro, Bucky can jump. He's got hops. Yeesh. See, I love that. That's That's pretty sweet. Oh, man. That's pretty cool, them sliding on that door window. Or door, just in general. Oh, man, Sam is just struggling. He got left behind. Let the games begin. The games begin with Bucky. Oh, man. God, just inordinate destruction. Just destruction at every single turn. Wow. Now we're just in an all-out bridge firefight. 
probably one of the coolest. I, again, like I just love the grounded nature of this scene. We're just having a firefight on the bridge. We don't have magic. We don't have infinity stones. There's no aliens. There's no anything. Like we're just having a fire. We're just shooting guns on the bridge, blowing shit up. That's pretty fucking awesome. Like that's just pretty cool in general. Score here is pretty great. Really nerve-wracking. Uh-oh. Gotta get that. Oh! Well done. Take off those goggles, Buck. Show me that. Oh, where'd the makeup go? I like the makeup, my guy. Uh, Bucky, short or long hair? Which one do you prefer? Because it looks better with short hair. He looks better. I, I, I think he is better looking with short hair. Bucky with long hair? Way more badass. Like, it just looks like he would take you down. And he just comes out speaking Russian or German? Jeez, guy. And this action scene is so thrilling, too. Like, it's just, you watch it and you're just so into it. It's like, man, what, like, what is going to happen? I always forget. Just pulls out a minigun, decimates the bus. Because why not? Oh, man. Oh, man. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Sam will take it to him. Little gun flip. That was pretty sick. I like that. Ah, oh, the sound. The sound editing in this is so impressive. The bullet as it gets higher pitched as he gets closer. So cool. So tight. And just knowing he can use his shield for that is so cool. We got a little hurt locker, Anthony Mackey, going on right now. Love to see it. Love my love my boy Mackey back in the desert with a gun. Where he shines. Winter Soldier's got that mini mini Uzi or whatever on the back of him, just chilling. I think it's pretty sick. That's pretty rad. That's pretty funny. <laughs> okay, where are we looking? Find him? Oh, yeah. He's there. He's round. That arm looks pretty good. For BNVFX, it looks pretty dang good. Real smart with the audio. Real smart. Why she's a you know that's why she's a black widow. Ow! From behind. Ooh, I uh, love the thread. Love the twine. Okay. See, but Bucky's always gonna win with that arm, man. Oh, except not. Offline. That would be the ultimate, like, Terminator line. If you took Bucky's arm down, you've been decommissioned. That's weak. Can't even believe I thought of that. It's just weak. Bad. Oh, my. Jesus. Incredible. It just happens out of nowhere. No way I'm watching this thinking, like, yeah, Romanoff's going to get shot. No. Oof. Here comes the reveal. Give it to us, baby. Give me that reveal. Oh, he's using the gun on that was on his back. Okay. 
Putting up some good contests. Oh god, Bucky got his got his shield. Apparently Sebastian Stan would practice his knife movements like any any downtime that he had. Uh pretty much all the time, all the days, to make it seem not natural and fluid and yeah. I feel like if you handed Sebastian Stan a knife in real life, he could kill somebody. That's what I'm getting from this. I'm sure he's trained well in knife in knife work. Dude. Like at this point you're really you're really just like, who is going to win? What is possible here? Got two even matches for each other. Get the shield. There we go. And that ooh, that knife drop. Ooh, is so sublime. Drop the mask. Here's our reveal. Bucky! No! This is where Cap just falls to his knees. How could it be? And who the hell is Bucky is just like the ultimate disheartening thing he could say. Then, then you know, something's real wrong. Wow, that cop car is matte black. That's pretty dope, man. I, don't know, I would dig a matte black car. It's actually one of my dreams. Own a matte black car. You know, one day. Oh, man. Hydra's everywhere. The old political thriller getting to us here. Romulo just gets off on, like, screwing over his friends. Again, like I like I was saying, like the juxtaposition of of the pain that Cap has been through losing Peggy and the love of his life and all of that, and now the pain that he's going through understanding that the Winter Soldier is Bucky. Which this reveal, we don't get until an hour and a half into this movie. Nearly, we are at an hour and twenty five minutes right now, which is is wild to think that that we don't get that until until now, which is so. Crazy. But, yeah, you know, not your fault, Steve. Oh, God, she's bleeding. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's Hill, right? It's Maria Hill. Yeah, baby. That was sick. <laughs> Who's this guy? See, now we got the big team together. Now we got the squad. Now we're going to find out Nick Fury faked his own death. Now pieces are going to start to play, and we're going to get into this final act. And we'll have a lot of lot of tension, a lot of forward momentum going into this final act to figure out like what, just where this movie's going. And truthfully, I don't know. I don't really I do not remember how this movie ends or where the what the final act is or where we go or what we do. Um, I'm going to assume Bucky's in it some, at some point. I'm going to assume he's part of the final act. Why wouldn't he be? Oh, there's our boy. 
There's our boy. What up, Russo? Uh, love that he's in this. He's a doctor. Um, he's also in Endgame as a therapist. So my dude wears many hats. About damn time. Anthony Russo. Ugh. Yuri's been through it, man. <laughs> Close down. Woo! I I want I want that happening in the future. I want more tech. I want more medical in the future of the MCU. I want that to come back up again. That would be sick. Tetrotoxin B or whatever. Who can you trust, Fury? Not yourself. We don't even know what's going on. And this is very interesting to me, and I don't know if I vibe with this, that, that we get this big fight, and then everybody just kind of, like, kind of goes back to their corners. You know? Like, we're just, like, Cap, Fury, Hill, everybody's back in their corner. We got Bucky and the squad back in their corner over here. Like, just kind of everybody's, like, revamping. Getting situated, getting ready for, for the final round. And no. I just, I don't know pace-wise if it works super well. I think it's quite a slowdown from the action sequence that we got, just got. And it's just, it just kind of like goes the other way. Bro, bro, Rob Redford don't care. He's just, he's coming in. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Here's a cool thing about the Falcon or the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Here, oh God, mission report. And then he he wipes his brain, right? Bro, it sucks for Sebastian Stan to just be like be the guy that just has to be a robot in this movie. And get slapped by Robert Redford. New mission. Call oh, a load of bowl on that one. Load of bowl, brother. Um, cool thing about Captain America and the Winter Soldier has some of the best posters, best teaser posters in the MCU ever. Super simple, really good looking. Um, go check out the the uh, MCU poster draft that I did with uh, with Agents of Fandom, TJ Zwarich, and, and the crew over there. Um. And, and Garrett, that was a just a, a really, really fun episode. Um, I think the Winter Soldier had some of the coolest marketing for the MCU. And, and that was eight years ago. So I don't know if it's saying that marketing has been weak for the MCU, because it hasn't. I mean, and marketing happens, um, and, and people um, go see the movies. But, you know, I feel like it was unique. I feel like it was unique for this movie. And I think, I guess I'm just wanting uh, more unique more unique things you know, going forward. I feel bad for Bucky. I feel bad for Bucky. On like truthfully, honestly, he's got to have a mouth guard so he can just bite down on the for the pain. Chimney Christmas, and just get his memory fucking zappoed. Pretty good acting, considering that was that's VFX. Like, and he has nothing to really go off of. 
Ugh. Durian is cardigan, though. I just ordered a cardigan online. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I hope I look good in it. Um, you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. We'll we'll see. I, I won't be as cool as Fury. Um, there's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. I think missing an eye really lends to your cool factor. Um, honestly, but yeah, I'm not missing an eye. Not for the cool. Not for the cool factor. I just I'd rather keep both eyes. Oh, okay. Now I remember. <laughs> All right. Now I remember how this movie ends. There we go. Pretty fucking epic battle on a helicarrier. Um, yeah, I remember that. Okay. Pretty good. It's pretty fun. I like that. I mean, look, we got 47 minutes until, um, until the, uh, the absolute end of this movie. We've got two post-credit scenes here. And so meaning we've, we've probably got about 40 minutes left of this specific movie. Shield's compromised, bro. Yeah, there, told you. Said so yourself. Did you, Nick? Oof. Too many. No. Couldn't trust them. Nobody you can trust, man. It's all gotta go. I told you. It all goes. I like this. I like that they team up on, on Fury here. Honestly, I like that they put him in his place and they say, look, you can't, you can't go back to the way things were. We, we, we have moved on. Move on. We've moved on. And I think it's good character growth for him to accept it. He doesn't normally accept stuff like that. Look, he is a captain, after all. Shouldn't captains give orders? I thought that's how it worked. I don't know, maybe I'm not... I don't know. Maybe I'm not up to snuff on, on airline lingo. I thought captains gave orders, though. Ah. Uh, skinny. Skinny Steve. Oh, man. Uh, I'm in my feels right now. I'm just enjoying this. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just pretty sad. Skinny Steve always gets me. I just, the CGI is just always wrong. It's always, I'm always just like, I can't. This is weird. Get to the end of the line. Gosh. Gotta fight him. Yeah, like I, I, I'm really torn because I like the build up to this third act. I think that it is incremental and crucial to this movie, to this story. We have to understand how seriously Cap is taking this and how much it pains him. Gotta wear a uniform, baby, and how much it pains him. Oh, there's oh, Dan. There's our boy. Hey, my guy. Man. <laughs> Busted. I think it's important build up. I think it's important to understand how Cap feels about going to fight Bucky. But again, 
I think the buildup is is extremely manufactured. Um, the buildup and the focus on like, hey, we've got a big, we've got this big fight coming up. It just like feels unnatural after like we just had this massive sprawl and 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 people were just like going at it and now like nothing's happening, right? Like people would really go back to their own corners, like nah. I think things would continue to happen, so it feels pretty manufactured. It's my downside. Maybe that's why I rated so low. Maybe I, I see a couple of a couple of these pacing issues, but I get it. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just playing myself over here. Oh man, this is a great, great reveal from Romanov to be this person. Pretty cool. I love the tech. I love the tech in this movie. <laughs> I think Afghanistan. Uh oh. You're Gonzo guy. You're out of here. Hey! Cap with the helmet. Pretty official. <laughs> if you are drinking from a tall, skinny glass like that, it, you have made it. You have made it as official. I've never drank from a tall, skinny glass like that, so I I wouldn't know. But it seems like it's something you do with a big celebration, and um, that's pretty exciting. I like this speech from Steve. I, I really love this speech from Steve. Yeah. And his ability to just be un un uh changed by what the truth is and always stick to that truth. Such a core facet of his personality and the fact that he doesn't compromise that at all for this story for this movie is good is really important oh my god just max paranoia okay i want secret evasion to be on some scale like this and i really 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 hope it is i really hope secret evasion gets us back to a paranoia thriller about what is what what's the truth who knows this who can trust that person I have a feeling it's going to overshoot. And obviously with that cast of, uh, of Olivia Coleman and Amelia Clark and Ben Mendelsohn and Nick Fury and, or like, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, like got a lot of people. So I think it's got a lot, but I think forever going to have a shot getting back, getting close to this, getting back to political thriller MCU. Going to be secret invasion. <laughs> oh man dude Robert Redford don't give a damn he's like nah I played y'all so smart which he did super smart and he played that guy is totally in something where let's go through the cast of this movie real quick because uh, I feel like there's some like this cat right here that Rumlow is just like trying to to bully I feel like He's in something. Stick to guns, my guy. Don't do it. Stick to guns. My guy. Frank Grillo in this role. Pretty awesome. And now just everybody's got a gun on him. Yeesh. Gosh. 
Okay, see? That's... I like that. I like the build. If you just don't know what's going to happen. Oh, see, now the gun's a-blazing. All because of my my computer guy. This is tough. What a pretty good firefight though. Like that's pretty good. Uh I mean, gosh, I don't I don't know if I'm ever gonna I don't know if I'm ever gonna find this guy. Uh there's no way. Castless is too deep, you know? And I don't know his name. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So we'll 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 lose him to history, but so be it. See, now we've got this big helicarrier uh, final act here, and it's big, man. It's a big final act. Score's pretty solid. Getting me in the zone. Even though I'm tired, just getting me in the zone. I feel it. Millions of people about to die. World on the line. Hydra overtaking history. Okay. A lot is riding on this. I get it. <laughs> I love that line, too. If they're shooting at you, they're bad. I could just watch Cap run. Just like all day, like I, th I think that is one of his best, best on camera qualities is that he can just he just runs really, really, really fast, and they make him look really good while doing it. I love that. I'd love a YouTube video dedicated just a live feed of Cap running all the time, or just on a loop, you know, just like a ten minute video on a loop constantly. Cap runs Central Park. I think that would be a hoot. You talk about that? That'd be that'd be. That's a lot of firefight, man. Redford's just watching it. He's just chilling. Little does he know. For execution, man, he's dark. He brings up a good point. Oh, man. I just got done talking about how that's such a nice glass. Here we go. Yeah. Got him. What up, Romanoff? Let's go. I love this tech. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Great tech, and I love, I love, love, love that it calls it back in, in Black Widow. I think that's super cool. That it wasn't just like a single one-off, that we ended up actually something that she uses on a regular basis. That's pretty cool. God, what an intense movie right now. Honestly, like, it's just, there's a lot going on. Got the guns, got the dual miniguns. Flies in for the kick. Ugh. That was pretty sick. That was pretty cool. This is a great popcorn movie. 
Like if you're lo- if you're looking for a good popcorn movie, the MCU in general pretty solid, but I think this movie especially because it is more of that thriller vibe really gives you the ability to just chow down on the popcorn. To just go for it, put it back at every turn. Right now, I look, if I had popcorn right now, I'd just be piece after piece, handful here, handful there. I'd be down in the popcorn right now. Because it's perfect for popcorn. I'm on the edge of my seat. I want to know what's going on. A lot of action. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, well, shield's compromised, my guy. Yeah, well. It's tough. Of course. Ooh. Power move, are you? All right. You can do it, Cap. Love the brown gloves. A little classic Cap action. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Alpha lock, baby. Head, head to the beta, huh? So we, we, we are relying on Falcon for one of these cards to get in, eh? That's some interesting color grading inside the cockpit there. Bro, how does he really dodge all of those rockets? That's bananas, man. He is just well-trained in his bird wings. I don't know if anybody could ever do that like he does. That was sick. That was so sick. Takes a somersault in the middle of the air and then wings out again. Super tight. Bravo, lock. All right, coming up on Charlie. Oh, well, yeah, you're kind of toasted now, my guy. Things are not looking great. Winter Soldier's come to play, and uh, the game is rigged. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Shows this dude just get mauled in the neck. Oh, my gosh. Guy flies into a jet engine? It's pretty, it's pretty intense. Like for the MC- I like even for the MCU, it's pretty, pretty intense. No blood, so I get it. Easy, you know, keep the rating low. No blood, you're just watching people kind of die. I don't think he's worried. Here's my guy making his big reveal, his big entrance. Like, what up, motherfucker? Been around this whole time. God, that would have been a perfect use of Samuel L. Jackson's motherfucker. With his coat, his trench coat just flying in the wind. God, it doesn't get more badass than that. Did you get my flowers? God, you're so petty. That is just, that is the trench coat. That big black trench coat. That's the move. No. Don't even start. Don't even start talking to your guy. Well, 
mean, under Hydro rule, for sure. Good time. Devin Jackson's got a nice stash for this role. Bro, 20 million? That's a lot of people still. No. Yep, smart. My guy, Nick Dury, coming to save the day. Oh, yeah, baby. Show me that eye. That is just such a fucking powerful line. And the way the camera is so close on his face. Genius. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> that was cool. I just did. I'm just fucking falling from the middle of the sky. Let me come get you real fast. Oh my gosh. That was pretty sick though, honestly. That's really cool. <laughs> I had a big breakfast. Bro, what is Cappy for breakfast? He's not a cereal guy. He's an eggs and, and bacon guy. For sure, for sure. Eggs, bacon, a little sausage, maybe a little ham on the side even. Maybe I could see him being a ham guy. Wouldn't surprise me. Captain America, the ham guy. Yeah, I could see that. Oh my god, he's going down with the single wing. Now he's going down with no wings, he's got to shoot. Bow! My god, those knees. Bro, just pulling a roadie, his knees are going to be toast. Here we go. We go. Ah. You don't got it, though, Cap. We got a big problem on our hands here, guy. Oh, my God. Rumlow's still on the prowl, too? Yeesh. This guy's not... Black Widow. Look out. Here we go. Let's get this big battle underway here, huh? <sighs> Bro, Bucky doesn't care. He's under under whatever kind of spell we got going on here. Ah, oh, God, just heartbreaking, honestly. Oh, man. And he deflects the shield first thing. So sick, man. Oh, God, he already took a shot. And Cap's not coming out of this on the end here, on the good end. I, I just, I know this helicarry, I think it, like, explodes. I just can't, ooh, can't 100% remember what we're doing here. Play the defense, Cap. Like, right here, this hand-to-hand -hand combat... Some of the best hand-to-hand -hand combat the MCU has. 
I think the way it's filmed is a little sloppy. No, if I'm going to be honest with you, I think it's a little off-putting. It's it's really fast-paced, which I know is done for a reason, a specific reason. And I know they're trying to keep the energy of the fight high. They're showing us really, really quick cuts. But I would love some more, like, yeah, some shots like this. Some more out-of-scope, uh, wider shots. Not as many cuts. I think I think we're losing the ability to... to um, feel intimate with the fight uh, because of all of these, all of the cuts. Hey, oh, trending. Wow. Oh, my God. Just when you think there's no more tricks. Bam! Trick. Nick Fury does not look happy. Oh, man, they're both toast. Yeah, you, you better guard yourself there, Cap. Oh, man. A knife to the shoulder? That would freaking hurt, wouldn't it? Don't let Bucky take it. Oh, the flip is cool, though. I like that. Oh my gosh, dude. Bucky just don't doesn't quit ever. Go cap. Oh my god. To your best friend, my guy. Ah. Oh, do it. Go. He knows it has to be done. Bang. Like this? Little Sam Wilson Rumlow fight out? Yeah, well, I just bad man. <laughs> man, shut the hell up. I think it's pretty meta from from the Russos to include something like that. Like, man, shut the hell up. Like, seriously, Rumlow's lines are bogus. They suck in that in that instance. Um, and they could be so much stronger. And it's like, yeah, like, why are we, why are we monologuing right now? Like, we're, we're taking out of the energy of this third act. Like, let's just, let's just watch some fighting, huh? This movie's pretty dang action-packed. A lot of good fighting. Throughout the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. Cap, you can do it. I feel like I'm watching this for, like, the first time. I don't remember what happened. Oh, my God. He got shot. No. Cap and, and vehicles in the air. Just bad luck. It just doesn't do well with those things. No. Oh, no, it's happening. It's happening. Everybody stay calm. It's happening. Look at all those targets. Oh, and just everybody and their mom, dude, is just going to get toasted. Michael, done. Gone. Avengers Tower? Which, who the hell owns Stark Tower anymore? We don't even know. Fire when ready. Oh, no. No. Two. Cap, do it, guy. Come on. Oh. Oh. Ooh, boy. Well, I was a little nervous. I'll be honest with you. Didn't think he was going to get to it. Couldn't remember. 
And now we have three targets to the helicarriers. And uh, Cap's going down. Cap's going down with the helicarrier. Oh, no. I really got really to do a commentary episode on something I've never seen before, which is not possible. I've seen all, all the MCU stuff. Ah. Uh, same thing he tells the Peggy. Uh, but it would be so intriguing to watch something like this for the first time and be like, wow, I literally have no clue what's going to happen. That would be pretty fun. Oh, love, love the, the grandiose nature of this song right now. You get those big strings. You get the big brass. Feeling so lofty and move, moving. Yeah. Trapped. Got her. Oh, Des just got him. Oh, R.I.P. Redford in the MCU. He should have stuck around. I love the way that he says Natasha. Natasha! It's like he's got some weird accent. Had, had to be done. You gotta do what you gotta do, Natasha. Well done. You'll love to see it. Wow. Um, this is a lot of CGI. And um, I can understand why I got nominated for an Oscar. Okay, I get that. Uh, up against some, some pretty good movies, you know. But this is, this is pretty impressive. I'm buying all, I'm buying every instant of it. So, you know, this is, this is all real to me. This actually happened. This is real history right here. It's all going down. Well. Oh, hail Hydra, my ass, Robert Redford. Get out of here. Yeesh. It's all done. It's all gone. I do, I do not remember what happens to Bucky. I will be honest with you. I don't remember what happens to Bucky or Cap and where that goes. Oh, I love the underwater show. I like that a lot. Go underwater. Apparently, there was a scene in this movie that was going to talk about uh, Hawkeye's whereabouts. Uh, and, and and introduce him as well in this movie, give him some screen time, do a little Hawkeye. Uh, Russo's didn't like that. They filmed it, but they took it out. They cut it. Um, and then last little tidbit of the of the pod here is uh, Anthony Mackie. God, Rumlo, you got to learn to shut the fuck up, dude. Exactly, guy. Go. Oh, man. It's just all, it's all toast. Oh, they're really going to, not an option. They're really going to pick him up in a, in a chopper? That's pretty sick, man. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, man. And they caught him in the through. That's pretty cool. <laughs> on the outside of the building. <laughs> I love that line. Genius. Um, 
Anthony Mackie has called this movie Avengers 1.5. I don't, I don't uh, believe in that. I don't know why he's calling it Avengers 1.5. We're getting like three, three heroes. We're getting like nobody in this movie. Um, it's very much a Captain America story. So I don't know why we're calling it Avengers 1.5, but you know, I guess whatever you want to call it, Anthony Mackie, you're cooler than I am. So you, you got the right. Come on, Cap, make him, make him believe. Make him remember. Oh, man. Honestly, truthfully, this, this is just making me want to watch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier over so I can see Bucky and Sam's relationship grow. Because, God, the build-up to that barbecue at the end is just excellent. This is just heart-wrenching here. Gut-wrenching. Heart-aching. He'll do anything possible. Oh, God, the shield drops? I do not remember that. Oh, Buck. Oh, just taking a beating. He knows. Got him. It's a great callback. Love the power in the one line. So smart. Really smart writing. I love that. Again with the music. So like ethereal and and lofty. But full of despair. And I love the piano. We we've just we just had Huge strings and brass and explosions. And now the only thing we hear are piano strings. Really great juxtaposition to the, the, the big battle we just had. I love that. We have to save him somehow, right? I mean, no shit. But what do they do? What do they do it? This is sad. Buckster. Just like a perfect ending. Intimate. It's concise. Super sad. Words. Walks away. Saves him. Oh, it's in the hospital. Okay. I have not been to a hospital recently. Gotta be honest with you. Last time I went to a hospital was probably for the birth of my daughter a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. This is, is going to give me more of a gay mood. I'm just going to go for the oldies. I just want to bop, bop, and bop all night long. God, those are some stitches. Oof. Face is looking like the Joker over here. Mmm. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Just ending with a montage too. Like anytime you can end your movie with a, a montage with music over it. Pretty fucking cool. <laughs> it's a real power move. 
Real power move. Okay, so Maria Hill goes and works for Stark. This motherfucker that sees hot girls. Yeah, Hail Hydra, you're toasted. I don't know what we got here. Oh, God, Rumlow turns to crossbones. That's pretty cool. That was a good montage. I like that montage. See, but now what do we got with, what do we got here? Gotta be on the run. Well, yeah. Leave it to the U.S. government to be stubborn as hell. Oh, no. Oh. What is... Yeah, I do not remember how this ends. Well... Mm-hmm. Another montage. Let's go. Let's go. Put on the put on the shades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just want to dick around and question her. Not cool. Get out of there, Natasha. You tell them. We'll smirk, we'll smile. She knows. She's on the power. Burn it, baby. Oh, God. Nick Fury with the hood and the glasses. Ultimate cool factor. Burns the patch. Moves to the glasses. Yeesh. Talk about cool. Pretty cool. Of course. Always got to be more. And thus the end of the of the political spy era of, of the MCU when Sam Wilson bowed out. Tough. <laughs> In the ground. What do we got next? What do we got next, huh? Accounting. <laughs> She's so adamant about him dating. And thus sets up the weirdest relationship in the MCU ever created. <laughs> just let my boy be, you know, just if, if he's not ready to date, he's not ready to date. No, you don't. But you did. And if you didn't, we would have not had a lot of good movies. So, glad you did. 
has to be done. Absolutely fucking clutch way to end your movie. When do we start? And then, and then, and then that's when you walk out of the theater and you're just like, let's fucking go. Uh, okay. I think Captain America, the Winter Soldier has some of the dopest credits in all of the MCU. When did we stop doing this? And why did we stop doing this? Because this, these are fantastic. I, I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home had some really cool ones too. So there's that. But I love the black and white. I love the, like, just the coldness of it. I think it's pretty cool. With the score, God, it just looks great, feels great. Everything about it feels real good. Into the Hydra logo, the red Hydra logo. Oh, that's so nice. So nice. Uh, well, listen up. I had a, I had a blast. I had an absolute blast on this podcast, and and uh, I'm not leaving you for for another ten or eleven minutes here after our second post credit scene. I'm gonna stick around for the whole shebang because what fun would that be to leave a Marvel movie? Um, and, and not stick around for the entire post credit scene, um, adventure, if you will. So I'll be here until the end and, uh, end of the line, really, when it comes to this movie. And, and look, if, if you're dipping out now, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for, um, listening to my commentary on Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I had a blast. I hope you did as well. Uh, and, and that was a lot of fun. Um, movie commentaries are always a blast. They're, they're, they're fun. It's a. Uh, it's great. Truthfully, love being in front of the mic for two hours. This is uh. This is just heaven for me, and I could just chat, chat, chat away. So, um, you know, I had a good time. And and Hajir, I just want to say a sincere thank you to Hajir Shakib for um picking this movie for me to commentate. I had a blast with with Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I think uh, it's it's really 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 fun. Okay, here's our first post credit scene. And uh, ah yes. Rucker. What do we get? See, I can't really recall these two post-credit scenes. Ah, the scepter. That's a fun intro. That's quite the monocle. quite the monocle is this is this Wanda and and Quicksilver no yeah the twins oh shit oh fuck yeah it is hell yeah bro first time we see Wanda let's go Yes, that was sick. Okay, I love that post credit scene. That's a fun one. That that's that's a really good one. Um, I I, I like that post credit scene a lot. Um, I'm I'm curious if the other post credit scene is uh is the uh oh it's something with Bucky I believe checking something out. So we'll we'll stick around. We'll we'll hang around for the uh, second post credit scene. Um, had a blast with this movie. Like I said, everybody, thanks for joining. 
can't believe it's been this long since I've done a movie commentary. Um, you know, I'm hungry. I gotta be honest with you. I'm getting a little hungry. I had dinner quite a while ago. Um, I think my throat's getting a little, a little, uh, used, a little, uh, worn down here. So, um, I'm going to try and go and just not talk for the rest of the night, I think is, is what we're going to be trying to do here. Um, this is a great movie. I, I think, so let's revisit my letterbox rankings here. We've got about six minutes until, until this last post credit scene. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, sitting at number 10 still. I've got um, Infinity War at 1, No Way Home at 2, Endgame 3, Far From Home 4, Eternals 5, Homecoming 6, Ragnarok 7, Black Panther 8, Civil War 9, Captain America, the Winter Soldier at 10. I feel solid about that. I feel solid. And and look, I do ha- I have an open mind. I'm, I'm willing to move um, these movies. I, I'm not in any way stuck to this order here but when i think of the other movies um i i personally enjoy them more i think this is a phenomenal mcu movie i think it is unique it is it is perfect for what it is trying to achieve i do think it's got some pacing issues i think it's got some really manufactured moments that don't come about incredibly naturally but i think its ability to be a political thriller to be a unique genre subgenre really within this genre is um incredible and it's it's untapped elsewhere i think we don't have anything else like this in the mcu so it's kind of a, a one-of-a-kind situation here and and for that i think you have to give a credit from my perspective i think i'm going to stick it with number 10 that's i'm just i'm, I'm feeling good about number 10 and i wanted to stay there because um it's true i think everything else um above it i really i do like slightly more um slightly slightly more so um speaking of captain america we have an untitled captain america sequel coming out in the future we don't know when we have no clue what is going to be happening one can only assume we're looking at 2025 here i think is kind of what we're thinking about and um and it looks like we are getting um malcolm spellman who is a screenwriter and producer for falcon and the winter soldier as well so I love that. I love that Malcolm Spellman is sticking with Sam Wilson and 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 moving forward with Captain America 4, which will be Sam Wilson's Captain America see um, you know, kind of movie, if you will. So uh I, I like that a lot. I think that's gonna be really fun. And I think that's smart from um Marvel's perspective to keep that screenwriter on board to make sure we're getting um everything everything right, everything that we want to do. So um, I love that. It's still in development. We don't have anything in, in, in pre-production or production yet, nothing shooting. Um, look, Captain America is not going anywhere. Even though it's Sam Wilson, not going anywhere. Captain America will be around, and maybe there's a possibility that, that you know, Chris Evans shows up as Steve Rogers in Multiverse of Madness. Maybe we get a, a flashback, an alternate universe. Maybe we get something or maybe we could just get him showing up as as Human Torch. I could get with that as well. I think that would be pretty fucking funny, uh, honestly. So anything is possible in the Multiverse of Madness. We all know this. But I had a really good time uh, doing doing this podcast. Um, and and real quickly, uh, you know, just the, the classic sign-off of the pod as we wait for, for this final post-credit scene here, uh, just letting everybody know where they can find this pod. Um, so, you know, be sure to, to subscribe to this podcast. No, not every single episode is a movie commentary episode. 
comes out every Wednesday and Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and covers the latest and the greatest in the MCU in just about 15 minutes. Sometimes I run at 20, sometimes I go 22. But you know, it's uh, I do what needs to be done, and uh, and and that's that's just how I'm like Cap in that in that way. Um, so be sure to go subscribe to this podcast. Huge thank you again to Hashir Shakib, Patreon of the Pod, for picking. Captain America and the Winter Soldier as the movie commentary episode for this week on the podcast. That was a blast. Um, huge shout out to the other patrons of the show, Brandon Clark, Reagan Knopp, Alan Cole Peacock, Ben Lawhorn, Corelli Christina, Mike Zego, and TJ Zwarich. Thank you all so, so much. Uh, I, I, I love your support and I, I could not be more grateful. I think we're getting ready to jump into the second post credit scene here. Let, let's see what we get because I don't really, really remember. Okay, so I think we're just going to get, I think we just get Bucky kind of realizing like, oh, yep, that was me. Mm-hmm. I knew Cap. Um, lackluster post credit scene? Probably. Um, like the music, though. Pretty edgy. Different. Him, like, being like, oh, shit, that was, that was me. Um, I'm a little confused, though, I will say. I, I think that's a confusing post credit scene overall because are you supposed to be hopeful? Like, are you supposed to be like, oh, awesome. He thinks, oh, Captain America will return in Avengers Age of Ultron. Are you supposed to be hopeful? Like, oh, Bucky's finally starting to figure it out. Or are you supposed to be like, oh, shit, like, he's back, back on a tear. Like, well, we just don't know. Either way, this concludes the Captain America and the Winter Soldier movie commentary episode. Again, thank you, everybody, for for listening to all of this, to part of this, to none of this, uh, you know, you do you and, and I will do me. Um, that was a blast. What a great movie. Let me know your thoughts on Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Hit me up on Twitter at 15 minute Marvel. Um, always looking for your thoughts, always looking for your hot takes. And I, and I love, love chatting with all of you. So be sure to, to hit me up on Twitter and go follow me, find this podcast, um, on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and I'm sure that I will do a movie commentary episode, another one, another movie commentary episode at some point. In the future, if there is a specific movie you would like me to cover, go check out that Patreon page. Become a $3 patron for just $3 a month. You get all kinds of really cool stuff and, and, and bonus episodes of this podcast every single month over on the Patreon. Patreon. So go check that out. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a really good time over there. Um, I will see you back here next time. I'm Ethan Simi, and remember, always go higher, further, and faster. Faster.